Yo, it is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip-hop podcast, the only place where you will find financial information mixed with hip-hop. And today, we're going to kick it up a notch. We're going to talk about health is wealth. I have a special guest with me, and we're going to talk all about the things that'll make you healthy and wealthy. Let's go. I got my click ready to use the money they got From jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard I'm doing this, making investing pop P-Law is extra, you tuning in to Stocks and Bars Yo, this is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip-hop podcast The only place where you will find hip-hop mixed with finance So check it out who I got with me today Alright, so this young lady, alright, we met not officially in FinCon, but we got to know each other through an app, all right? So through the app, shout out to my guy Marcus for plugging me in on the app. He told me about this app. He was like, yo, you, you part of this? I'm like, no, I'm not. And he told me about it. He said, I can put you on. So we kept talking about it. He finally got me in there. And this app is awesome. WhatsApp, obviously, this is what I want to say. WhatsApp. And in this app, Everybody that was down in FinCon that I didn't get a chance to mingle with is in there. And this is how we met. So I shot a message out and I said, if there's anybody who'd be willing to come on a podcast to talk with me about finance or anything related to it, let me know. And she reached out. So we started our discussion and here we are. So I did a little bit of digging on her just to figure out. What is she about? All right. She's with Affinity Consulting Group. And what I understand what they do, which she'll tell me in a little bit, got the quick, quick 10 minute snippet of it, which is they help businesses find ways to make money. So we're going to talk about fitness, health is wealth. I want to get into this one. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's put together our hands for Sharice Wilkes. What's going on with you, Sharice? What's up, Dwayne? How are you? Oh, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. on the other side of the dirt, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's always great to wake up and have breath in your body and be yes. alive. Yes, <laughs> that's how I look at it. That's a victory. Somebody was wanting yes. what I got right now, so I'm very Absolutely. thankful for it. So we're going to talk about health is wealth because... If anybody follows me on YouTube, you know, at the end of my messages, I always talk about money first. I talk about hip hop, but predominantly, I always talk about health as wealth. And I tell people to make sure to drink their water, make sure to exercise and to spend time with people that they love. Because these are the three things that I don't feel we do enough. All right. I, I feel in our culture, we don't do enough. But as far as an American culture, I don't even think it's done enough at all. So. Before we jump into that, go ahead and give a quick introduction to who you are, what you do, and we'll, we'll get into the health as wealth. All right, all right. So my name is Sharice Wilkes. I am the CEO and Chief Funding Strategist for Affinity Consulting Group. We are a 13-year-old management consulting firm based in Florida, but we serve nationwide. We have two business units. We provide business advisory services where we help businesses through incorporation, strategy business planning, access to capital, business certifications and getting them into government contracting. And we are also adding in business brokerage services in the next two months to be able to buy and sell businesses. Okay. And on the other business unit side, we actually uh, go after government contracts ourselves and we uh, provide services to local and state governments um, for the time being. But my whole focus is to be able to serve and help a thousand businesses get access to capital and be prepared to get contracts. And so my goal is to make sure that they get access to lines of credit, uh, credit cards um, and other types of funding through partnerships with the government and make sure that they are able to sustain their businesses and survive as long as my businesses had or those of my counterparts. So sustainability is key. And that's what we're all about. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See, I, I got it. It was help people get money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've been quite successful at it. We've actually uh, helped uh, government entities and businesses actually raise over 84 million in funding. And Yo. we've helped over 314 million. <laughs> yeah, that's that's big numbers we talk in there. So how did oh, you yeah. end up stumbling upon getting into this? Is this a, a brainchild of yours that you started or how did you end up getting this? 
It is a brainchild. Um, my career actually was starting out in public administration, working for the government um, at the state. I worked in the legislature for a little bit, certain state departments, and then I ended up working under three mayors within the city of Florida. And I worked on some major, major projects. But with all of those projects, in order to, you know, pull off a $50 million deal, you need to have public-private partnerships. Mm -hmm. And that involves nonprofits and businesses at the table um, to help bring that stuff to life. So I started kind of digging in it. And then honestly, I had a series of three dreams that would not go away. So <laughs> I call it a divine kind of intervention. Yeah. Um, God was pushing me into moving into the uh, grants administration space with writing and managing. I didn't know how to write grants at all. I had no clue. Um, and actually, uh, one of the mayors that I was working for, his chief of staff came to me one day and all of a sudden asked me to create a centralized grants office for the city and uh, write grants. And it was one of those things where you can't say no to the mayor. And so <laughs> I went ahead and did it, uh, fear-based and everything, and it just took off from there. So I actually incorporated my business while I was still working with the government and just decided to work with businesses and nonprofits on the side. Um, and then in 2016, I decided to go out full time on my own um, and work the business full time. So I've been full time since then. <laughs> so when it comes to the grants, like mm -hmm. a lot of people, I had a, a buddy of mine who started a business not too long ago, and he was telling me he mm -hmm. was applying for grants through the city and mm -hmm. everything. What is the process? I know it. Is it similar in any city, period, in order to do that? Like, what is the process in order to apply to get a grant? So this is going to depend on your government, whether your local government, county government, or your state, whether or not they offer grants. I okay. mean, if you're in a smaller kind of rural community, the likelihood of them offering grants is probably slim to none, but you can try it anyway. Um, what can happen is, honestly, what I like to tell people is everything that you do in terms of funding to be the most successful, it's about relationships. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> so even, um, yep. Yeah, yep. even working with the government and trying to figure out what type of funding that they have available, whether it's grants, tax credits, um, loans, governments give out loans to, they, they differ. So you definitely need to be a great networker and step out of your comfort zone and go down and talk to people and tell them what you're seeking and how you're planning to make an impact in your community with your business and then build a rapport with them and that relationship. That's what brings in money. You right, got to right. sometimes you got to know people. People will tell you about funding opportunities, grants and things that have grants, contracts, whatever. They'll tell you about that before it may even hit the streets. If you've got right, a good right. relationship with people. Yeah, it's it's so, kind of like it's kind of like real estate. Like you can get a house absolutely. Yeah, before it even absolutely. gets there, right? Absolutely. Um, so relationships are key. But yes, whenever you are looking for government grants, um, any type of grant for your business, whether it's coming from a corporation or a government entity, they pretty much uh, ask for a lot of the same documentation for that grant application. Um, in fact, I have a class in a financial bundle that I sell where it's like the top 10 business grant questions. Um, and how to answer them. I may actually re-record re that class soon live because mm. I did it, you know, off the cuff. But yeah. there are questions that everybody asks and your business needs to know how to respond to those questions. And the biggest thing is conveying your message about who you are, how do you serve, and the impact that you're going to make on your community. That's what they care about. The government cares about the impact to the, their constituents and um, also, you know, how are you helping them, you know, spread the word, save money, be more efficient, effective, all of those types of things. That's what the government cares about. OK, yeah. He, he was telling me the same thing about the relationships mm -hmm. because he was he started a, a cigar lounge mm -hmm. and the area that was that he planned on putting it in didn't mm -hmm. see anything like that for a while. So he had to get out there and get his face out there and everything to let people know. This is what he's planning on doing. And he rubbed the right elbows and he got the funding to do it. And he said it took a while. But once it started going, that's all it took. And, you know, now absolutely he's successful. The government, it, so. Yeah, the government can help you get 
buildings, land, you know, it's, it's all sorts of ways to finesse a relationship with the government. If you are putting your business in an area that they have deemed for reinvestment, that they're trying to revitalize, those areas are ripe and prime for funding opportunities. Okay. All right, that's that's the money part. We can, we can jump back into that one. All right, I want to get talk into about it. money all day. Oh, listen, this podcast would be fifty five hours if we want to do that because I could talk money in every aspect of it possible. <laughs> We're going to tie it to the health now, right? Because health okay. is wealth. So, I want to start with my journey with health. All right, I now am a vegan. Okay, at, at, at a point in my life, I ate meat consistently all right and i'm talking about if a salad didn't have meat on it i wouldn't touch it right <laughs> and i got to that point because i just that's how i was raised right so what ended up switching me over was i had aches all right at the time i was probably 36 or so and then everyone kept telling me, you know, oh it's just part of getting older yada yada right and you, you get older this is what it is and i'm like Nah, some just don't feel like I shouldn't be feeling like this, right? Right. So the main thing I used to have was knee pain. And it was in my left knee, as a matter of fact. And I go out and I go outside and do the yard work. And anytime I do that and I would bend, then the next day I'd, I'd be feeling it. <laughs> like oh, I was bending way too much. So then okay. I ended up reading something about inflammation Absolutely. and how red meat causes inflammation. And the foods that you eat causes I'm like. Okay, I do eat red meat, so this, <laughs> this might work out. Mm -hmm. So I did a little bit more research on my own and decided to just say, all right, I'm done. Like it was one day, I just said, I'm not doing it anymore. So I went cold turkey. I just straight up did oh, not wow. eat anything past a specific date. And I said, if it works, cool. If it doesn't, then I'll just go back to what I was doing. So I did it. And I kid you not, week one, done i had no knee pain whatsoever things felt different on my skin mm -hmm. we, we could talk about poop poop is different <laughs> all <laughs> of that different yeah, when you everything yeah switches up all right within three weeks like i just felt completely different from not having that in my system at all mm -hmm. and since then i was like all right well shoot i'm just gonna keep rolling so as i continue to roll with it the difficulties kicked in, right? Because then you don't really have the variety that you used to in your right. diet because you know, there's <laughs> there's so much meat and cheese all out there. You don't really pay attention to it until you stop mm -hmm. eating it, right? So then when you- And you when can only eat beans. Yeah. So long. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, this is boring, right? I, I can't eat anything. So when you go to the restaurants and you look on the menus and you're like, Everything is smothered in cheese. They put cheese on everything. Like, I can't eat this. So I went really hard for about a good solid nine months before I finally had like any other piece of meat, right? And it tore me up when it had that back in me. I was like, yes. ooh, this is not good. So there's my story on how I started this. So <laughs> <laughs> how'd you end up getting into understanding more about how your health and your diet are related? So my health journey, um, as it relates to where I am today, started actually about a decade ago um, okay. while I was still working for government, still running the business on the side. And it was a matter of me making a decision in 2016 to start making changes. Um, in 2013, I had always been the woman who works out with a trainer. Um, my employers at the time had uh, partnerships with the YMCA. So like every summer they have these games where they'd get groups of employees together. Um, you could work out and basically it was like adult field day. I used yeah. to love those every year. And so we would have these competitions during the summer to like lose weight or just get fit, you know, and have kind of a little gamification system so that we would earn rewards after participating during the summer. Yeah. So I was used to an active lifestyle. Um, I was active in high school, kind of slowed down with college, but basically kept an active lifestyle um, well into, I'm older than you think, but well into my third. <laughs> so um, in, in 2013, I was working out with a trainer. Um, I had actually had two uh, car accidents in my 20s, you know, got 
was uh, right back up, right back to work, right back to school. Nothing seemed wrong. But in 2013, I was working out with a trainer and felt this sharp pain mm. and it went downhill from there. So come to find out, I ended up having a four herniated disc, which they are still herniated. However, what that did was put me on a path for pain management. And for those who have any back issues, neck issues, even um, with any of your joints, when you start down that path of pain management, they want to basically give you drugs mm -hmm. that are narcotics that mm -hmm. keep you sleepy, lazy all day. They want to pump you up full of steroids, et cetera. And so that actually ended up making me uh, worse, essentially. <laughs> the side effects of those drugs and being on pain management for a couple of years caused me to gain weight. But then I think my body just started rejecting things and um, more issues with inflammation kept popping up. It wasn't until the last three years out of the six since I left uh, full-time employment, I finally started going to holistic doctors. Mm. I intentionally chose to find medical uh, um, general practitioners, chiropractors, um, nurse practitioners, any doctor that I needed to have. I wanted them to have a holistic background and care about alternative forms of medicine yes. or methodologies outside of Western medicine. So with this team of doctors, I just kept telling everybody, I'm feeling bad. I am feeling bad. Inflammation, my gut hurts or mm. it seems leaky all the time, like something is wrong. So they started me down this path of really trying to examine what was going on with my health. And it got to a point that in 2021, running this business and having a very, very stressful contract that I needed to terminate early because it was so stressful. Mm. The stress and what was going on with my health and food ended up causing me to um, meet with my doctors and my doctors told me to take a month off. <laughs> they actually shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> they demanded me. They said, there is something going on with your body. We cannot figure this out. We need to run more tests on you and you need to just shut this down, recalibrate and let's run these tests. And when you come back from this month off, we'll have a plan in place yeah. for you. So what happened with that was um, I ended up having markers for uh, autoimmune diseases, actually. Ooh. Okay. And so my doctor at the time mentioned that she had seen more incidences of this in black women in America. And we had a frank conversation. I said, well, what the reason I feel even worse right now is also because of the stress that I am experiencing right, right. interacting on this contract where honestly there's PTSD occurring because of the person who is managing this contract. <laughs> she doesn't like she doesn't like the company. Um, the company is predominantly minority and she has made, you know, inflammatory comments to people and it's known that mm. she does not want to deal with us. And so this impacts my business. It impacts my livelihood. It impacts the livelihood of my staff and something has to change. So she ran these tests. So what ended up happening is she gave me a really thorough, comprehensive food allergen test. Okay. That food allergen test came back that I had 53 food allergens. She immediately put me on a food elimination diet for <laughs> six months, <laughs> which means I basically went almost vegan on most days, but vegan, um, but I could do pescatarian, but yeah, yeah. there were only certain types of fish that I could eat. Shellfish, you know, um, certain uh, white fishes, yeah. they were all on the list. Most of the vegetables that I loved were on the list. A lot of the fruits that I loved were oh, on the list. Yeah. Nuts on the list. Absolutely no dairy. So right. everything Ooh. that I did, I switched to almond products. I thought I was doing good by even switching to cashew nut-based products. Mm. She was like, nope, nope, take that out as well. <laughs> Surprisingly, um, the thing... In terms of meat, I still needed to get protein, but for me, red meat was actually in the green area on that allergen test. So my body processes red meat better than others, okay. but I had to take off chicken. I had to take off turkey. I had to take off, you know, vegetables like broccoli, cabbage, all of these things. And so that was like a pretty trying time. But honestly, by me starting that food elimination process, 
She also told me to start focusing on sleep, to start focusing on more exercise and to start focusing on my mindset through this process. Because she said, what we don't want you to do is continue to stay stressed out and um, eat these p- bad foods for your body. And then you're not getting proper sleep, you're not exercising, and you're not doing all of these other things that makes up your total health. Right. So she even put me on a regimen for when I go to sleep. I listen to the Calm out app. Mm-hmm. and the sleep stories and do meditation before I go to bed. I remove the TV out of my room. I don't go to bed with devices anymore. I literally get eight full hours of sleep. I set my do not disturb on. <laughs> it goes on at 1030 every night. You cannot reach me until 730 the next morning. <laughs> All of these little things um, and being disciplined about it made a, started to make a difference in my health. Um, and so, you know, focusing on those, the water intake, cutting out alcohol, you know, cutting out um, any sodas, all of those things started impacting me in a positive way. Right. In addition to I started focusing on um, exercise that was also a good mental um, break for me. So I picked up yoga and started focusing on bre- breathing techniques mm. and sound baths. And all the things that keep you calm and in a spirit of like being elevated in your best self while you're there. Um, She told me in terms of exercise, don't do things that you don't like. For instance, I told her, I honestly hate the gym. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. Don't want to get near it. I think it's kind of performative where everybody's watching themselves in the mirror. I don't like it. So um, she said, well, what do you enjoy? So I picked up things like I'm in Florida. I love being outside. We have sunshine in Central Florida majority of the year. It's always nice weather. So I get outside. I go walking. I go bike riding. Um, I picked up golf lessons. I've done all of these things that bring me more joy than being inside four walls lifting weights. Now, don't get me wrong. I do now work out with a trainer again. My body is in a great place health wise where I can work out with a trainer. So I do strength training like two times a week. Okay. (laughs) But I literally had to start focusing on all of these things. Um, The other thing that really mattered to me also was decreasing my weight. So in addition to the autoimmune stuff, I had other comorbidities that had all popped up at the same time. And I told her, I don't, you know, want to end up having to, you know, thinking about potentially dying younger than I should. Right, right. Or, you know, not being here for my business or my family later on. Um, I haven't started a family like I do want that. So I need to get everything in order. So for me, um, I actually made a choice with my I had an endocrinologist. I made a choice with her. I did everything she needed me to do. Food elimination, you know, working on a diet plan, exercising. I picked all that stuff back up. But for my body, I also ended up being insulin and metabolic resistance. So diabetes runs on both sides of my family. Okay. And what a lot of people don't know, it is scary. So what a lot of people don't know is that when you've got diabetes on both sides of your family tree or on your family tree, you need to have different tests ran. There is such a thing as insulin resistance, which means you're not necessarily pre-diabetic, but it makes it more difficult for you to lose weight. So even though I was doing all of these all of these things, I still was not losing weight and I was overweight. So I ended up um, with the doctor's uh, care, decided to actually end up having weight loss surgery, okay. which is what I did in July. And that helped drop the weight. Now I still need to work on it, but I'm no longer on any medications. Uh, I also had a sleep apnea machine and I'm young. Like all of that stuff has completely gone away. All from the diet change. All diet change, all getting active, you know, and the surgery was a tool. So that tool has helped me as well. That I would say the surgery, the tool of getting that food allergen test, and then also just in general, changing my lifestyle eliminating the the sources of stress getting back into <laughs> exercise that i like <laughs> yeah. you know doing things that i enjoy so i tell everyone you know right now everyone's like what are you doing you look so great whatever it is it's working and i'm like i'm putting my health first i'm saying no to things i don't like and i'm putting my joy first that's it 
Listen, the stress, all right? Mm-hmm. You could do everything right, but if you are stressed, your body will shut it all down. It does not all care down. at all. The stress, stress alone, kill. yeah, it will kill you. Stress will kill mm-hmm. you. There are people who are very conscious about what they eat all the mm-hmm. time. But like you said, you were in a stressful environment. That stress mm-hmm. right there, it tells your body, don't do anything but survive. That's all it's right. going to do. And it will kill you. <laughs> it literally does. And I think, you know, being whether I was working for someone or being a business owner, it comes with different types of stresses. Yeah. And I know, unfortunately, too many people who deal with stress by drinking, mm. doing drugs, you know, yeah. just all the wrong things for their body and there are healthier ways to deal with stress but you know i have parents who have kids and they they have a wine for every day of the week (laughs) you know that that type of stuff is not good long term and so you have to think about what are you putting in your body and what your Mm. body gives back out (laughs) right right And, and it truly does make a difference and so you have to eliminate those things you have to listen I learned about stress the hard way because mm-hmm. I don't want to say it was affecting my health, but it was affecting my my mental health. All right. Absolutely. It was it was breaking me down. And part of being black and a male was part of my stresses. And then trying mm-hmm. to just maintain <laughs> what it is to be a male. It's mm-hmm. stressful. It's very stressful. Right. And it's a lot of financial stress. A lot of different stresses was just, just getting me all sorts of places. And right. my mind was just starting to wear down. And I was getting very short-tempered. And that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. So once I started realizing that, I said, okay, I got to take a step back here and figure out. Because I got lost on who I was at a point in time okay. when all of these things happened. So once I figured out, okay, take a step back, let's breathe on this <laughs> and figure out what the heck is going on, right? Because I had a very stressful job, all right? I was driving all the way up to probably like 40 minutes away, all right? It was every single day commute. And when I was there, I didn't feel appreciated or felt very under pressure. And then when I did perform, it was just like, yeah, okay. And I was like, all right, all right. you know, <laughs> you never really got the 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 self-confirmation that you were looking for in order to do the job correctly, right? So anyway, I left that job. Since I left that job, I've been... Relieved. Yes. You, the weight on my shoulders was gone. And I Absolutely. felt it leave immediately. So Absolutely. then I became myself again. And mm-hmm. I took a very long time off from that point, I don't I say very long time. I took a month off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took that time just to get to know who I was again. And at mm-hmm. that time, I got to pick and choose where I wanted to go again, the direction that I wanted to go, because I'd never really had that presented to me before. Like right. everything that I've had to do was because I had to do it because I'm a man and this is what needs to get done to take care of everything. But the beauty in that is that we all have a choice. Yes. Now, you may have to plan to get to your choices, yes. but we all have a choice in right. how we live and show up in this world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anybody who's dealing with stress, you got to learn how to manage this because yes. everybody, you're going to get into it. Stress is yep. a natural part of life. I deal with things now by just being able to understand it in the moment. Just mm-hmm. breathe and know it's temporary. That's mm-hmm. it. I try to tell my girls the same thing. They, they're young. They're learning. And I'm trying to tell them things that I never knew at their age and mm-hmm. give them that advantage. So, all right. Absolutely. Yeah, so, just, yeah, the breathing <laughs> techniques, all of those things. Um, you got that from I, Calm, too, right? Well, not necessarily Calm. It was also okay. from me getting back into practicing yoga. Okay. I used okay. to practice it a long time ago. But um, practicing yoga, the Calm app, and then also another tool that I use as a business owner, I believe in professional development. And a part of my professional development is to make sure that I am um, mentally, spiritually, physically, Mm. um, financially whole. And so I actually will hire mindset coaches or actually see a therapist 
So I think business owners need to have that in their toolbox in order to be their best self and show up in their business. And so my mindset coaches actually worked with me on breathing techniques whenever anxiety takes over with running this business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Imposter syndrome, forms of anxiety. You know, if I need to go speak in front of people, another form of anxiety for me. (laughs) So like having mindset coaches, like they helped me figure out like the breathing techniques. And then there's this other technique that they use called EFT, which is like kind of tapping on your hand or in between uh, like your thumb and you kind of basically distract yourself from the thought that's in your mind. Oh, okay. So you basically squeeze in somewhere so your nerves go somewhere else. Yes. And your mind starts relaxing and concentrating on something opposite than what is causing you, (laughs) you know, the, the... trauma or the anxiety or whatever is happening at that particular time. So um, I learned those techniques from meeting um, these mindset coaches and working on, you know, changing the belief system, practicing these other alternative methods, you know, getting up away from my desk if I'm working from home or out of an office, like taking those 15 minute walks and getting outside in the sun, small little changes like that. You know, if you have a lunch break, leave. Don't yes. stay in the office <laughs> in a place that, you know, adds stress. Right. Uh, little things can certainly uh, help you be able to navigate stressful situations. And I'm not saying, you know, I said I took a month off. I was blessed to be able to take a month off. Yes. And I realized, that everybody, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I realized that everybody can't do that. Um, but what we can do is sometimes maybe try to advocate for ourselves, if you, especially if you're working with an employer. Um, I think the pandemic taught us that people can absolutely have alternative yes, work. Skills. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. so in order for you to maintain your sanity and, you know, not pop off at somebody in the <laughs> office or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. Have a conversation with your manager and ask them, is it possible for you to either work longer shifts and be able to take every other Friday off or something like that? Um, do what you need to do to keep your sanity and maintain your health um, and ask. There's nothing wrong with asking your existing managers, you know, and telling them what's happening. I have actually even encouraged um, some friends when they've been in some rocky situations, I'm like, listen, there is even a strategy that is used. If you have health insurance under your employer, you do know there's a thing called FMLA. Mm -hmm. Go get you a therapist through their EAP program, the employee assistance program. Start talking to them about all the stress and trauma that you're having and the physical impacts that it is having on you. Mm -hmm. And if you need to take a break, take your break, but get paid while you're on your break for six to 12 weeks. Use the tools that are here for you in the U.S. to take your break. That's a gem right there. (laughs) But by all means, take your break. Yes. (laughs) Take all your leave for vacation. Use your sick leave. Yes, I know things can happen, but you'll be a healthier, happier person if you do these things. (laughs) Let's talk about the sun. All right, because when you were talking Mm -hmm. and you were saying leave the building, right? This is something that I try to tell people, too most of us are vitamin D deficient. All right. Absolutely. Especially black women. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And our darker melanin requires a little bit more vitamin D than Mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So because we're vitamin D deficient, pretty Mm -hmm. much everybody in America, this is what I tell people. The sun is your friend. They try to teach you that the sun is trying to kill you, but no, the sun is your friend. Yeah. It is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Regardless. Yeah. (laughs) The sun Gives you energy, okay? You got to think of ourselves just like the plant. The plant needs the sun. We need the sun. I didn't figure this out until way later in life that Mm -hmm. we need the sun. I -hmm. remember playing outside, getting all the energy in the world. Mm -hmm. Then I remember being an office worker, not getting anything out of it. (laughs) Then I remember when I found out about health more and how... Darius fortified with vitamin D and a whole hook to get people hooked on milk was because everyone's vitamin D deficient. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and just squeeze it in this here and then we can sell it. And now everybody's hooked on it and we'll tell them that you need it. And then all of a sudden they get together with everybody to tell them that you need this. It's in a part of this four food groups crap. And now <laughs> you pump it to everybody. But anyway, 
We need the sun. So at what point in time did you understand that the sun is vital to your health? So I'm in Florida. It makes it a little bit different. We are the sun side <laughs> state. So that is true. <laughs> it's very true. So honestly, like, I will say I do not do well when I go to places that are cold and mm. the sun does not shine. Well, you're in Florida, though. <laughs> right. But I have, you know, I used to say, hey, I'm going to leave the state. I'm going to go to D.C. Um, I've lived in Raleigh. I've lived in uh, New Orleans. And honestly, I was miserable because I was there during the winter months. My friends that were there actually were experiencing seasonal depression, A, mm. because it's cold, but they were not outside in the sun. Yeah. And I was like, I got to go back home. Like, I'm not used to this. Um, I am used to being outside. Um, even from where I'm from in Florida, it's more of a rural town. So I'm a country girl. I'm, I was always outside. So me um, being outside, exercising, you know, uh, playing in the water, going to the ocean, um, hiking on trails or walking on trails in the woods or dirt biking in the woods. I used to do all of that stuff from a little kid. Yeah. So I needed to stay active and keep that up. But obviously being an office worker with an employer, it makes it more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, again, I had a little bit of a stronger voice and always kind of advocated, excuse me, advocated for myself. So like I would ask my employer or my manager at the time when I was working in government, like, hey, can I take my laptop, the library across the street from the office building, they have an atrium with some seats in it. Can I go sit over there and go work? I'm right there. You have my cell phone, my city cell phone, whatever. I just want a break to go over there and sit in the sun. Yeah. I would do little things like that. Again, getting outside and walking. Now I wasn't diligent about taking the 15 minute break, but that's something I've implemented within this past year. Even from my own desk, I get up, I walk around, I go outside. Um, but yeah, the sun is like vital. I don't know how to live without it, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Um, and even when my autoimmune issues popped up, I actually ended up with a slight um, sun allergy, which mm. bummed me out. <laughs> yeah. I, the sun allergy actually started, that was like one of the symptoms of lupus, for instance. Okay. So okay. I'm not diagnosed with anything where they monitor me every three to six months. But having that sun allergy, I ended up taking a medication for a short amount of time to try to reduce my reaction on my skin to the sun. My skin, I actually started breaking out in a rash. <laughs> Just, oh, so you was that allergic. Okay. That allergic. But again, since trying the changes with the foods, getting the exercise, drinking more water, it's calmed down tremendously. Yeah. So I do make sure I put on sunscreen and stuff when I go out and I've actually invested in, I call them uh, clothes for fishermen, like Columbia, kind of like the UV, <laughs> the UV ray kind of clothes. Yeah. I do wear some of those if it's like a extremely bright day here in Florida, but it's vital. My whole mood changes if I'm not in the sun. <laughs> I, I love the sun. All right. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't live without it either. I like being being able to go outside and just breathe fresh air. Yeah. I mean, yes. this this whole thing, you know, about making money and trading and all that stuff is, is cool. But I always knew when I very first started that I did not want to sit in front of a screen the entire time. Absolutely. That's why day trading didn't work for me because I knew I can't just do this all day waiting for the move. And it's like, this is just not my life. I wanted to be able to have the money make itself while I go enjoy myself. That was the whole premise for why I started doing investing in the first place. So okay. I want to I want to jump into the whole diet aspect. All right. We know mm -hmm. the sun is vital. OK. And yep. when it comes to diet, people often confuse diet just to be food related. And I tell people a lot of times, no diet is anything you consume that's going mm -hmm. to be media that's going to be your friends that's going to be yes. anything around yes. you so at what point in time <laughs> did you realize that there was a broader spectrum when it came to diet um it's been really again the past uh three excuse me three or four years okay. um like you mentioned a diet means kind of eliminating a lot of things yes i was going through these health challenges the pandemic was also happening, <laughs> you know, um, I, I did retreat 
And I did start assessing everything from relationships with people, looking at, you know, I'm going through this like potentially serious issue over here with an autoimmune disease and could potentially get diagnosed with um, the two things that were popping up was lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. So those are very serious long-term implication type, you know, issues. So I started looking at everything. And to be honest, things just started falling into place in a sense. Um, I needed to pull back and just focus on me. Right. I started saying no. Um, mm. But I also recognized that even saying <laughs> no to some people, um, I found that people didn't care for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then it became the communication decreases and um, you get less invites to things. And um, I found that I was in solitude a lot more. But what I did do is it helped me refocus on my family. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped me refocus on the friendships. Like there were friends who were like, hey, you went missing for a month or we didn't see you online. Like what is going on? Yeah. They call. That's and dope. I shared. Yeah, I shared with them what was going on, but why I needed to disappear for that month. A, because my doctors told me to, but also just for me to get quiet, get still and yeah. come back to my own center. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And get grounded. And so it was literally after that month. And when I came back, I actually went away. I went to um, Maui actually for a month. But <laughs> once I came back, I started just really reassessing these relationships, reassessing the relationships I had in business. And I started eliminating those too, mm-hmm. along with the food. It wasn't, you know, anything that was malicious. It was just, I needed to focus on me and what matters and focus on the people who also exchange reciprocity in the relationship. I don't want things to be one sided. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I never want anything to be, you know, one sided with whatever I do because with my business, it's a service based business. It's about impact. Even everything I've done in my career is about impact to others and servant leadership. And I give a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it helped me to sit down and assess those relationships where I felt like I was giving more than I was actually receiving. And so I switched my mindset to be in receiving mode. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Listen, the thing about cutting people off, all right, it sounds Mm -hmm. it sounds vicious, right? When you when you think about it or you Mm -hmm. tell somebody, right, but. You hit it right on the nose when you got to you got to worry about yourself. Right. right. It's not selfish. It's not at all. You have to take care of yourself because you can't take care of anybody else if you can't take care of yourself. Correct. So put your, people, put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why everybody else is going to fail if you can't get to them anyway. Right. People need to understand when it comes to your diet, the things you consume. Right. This this phone. Right. This is the one thing mm-hmm. that I feel like is. Probably the greatest tool, but also the greatest demise, because the way we use it is going to be detrimental to us or going to help us. And a lot of people just misuse it, period. Right. I think having the Internet is great, but also think that (laughs) people misuse it. Right. And the people who are behind the whole internet thing, the, the algorithms mm-hmm. that they have, it obviously is going to continue to feed you the things that you are already looking for. So because mm-hmm. they know what you're looking for, they're going to give you that. So my challenge to myself one day was, all right, I got to unplug from this. So I, one day I turned off all my notifications, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing my own research. I was like, this thing is designed to just keep you glued to it. So just let's cut everything off so it doesn't have to ding me anymore. Because it wasn't that long ago, 2000, 2003, getting back to somebody on an email within 72 hours was fast, right? <laughs> Calling somebody back within 48 hours was fast. Now we yep. have this instant gratification going on where I just emailed you. Why didn't, did you see it? Like, no. <laughs> I sent you a DM and yeah. I want a response Yeah, now, I need so. it now. Yeah, I just right. texted you. Did you yep. get it? And then all of a sudden now, you know, people realize on the text, you'll see the little little dots that come up if you responding or if it was read or not. Like 
why are we doing this, right? <laughs> but it's, it's because, insanity is what it is. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, we, we got to cut off. So that's the one thing that I did for my own consumption. I said, all right, we cutting that off right there. Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. I limit that. I do not have my notifications on for anything. And I'm just like you. I got my do not disturb that kicks mm -hmm. on at nine o'clock. So I don't get anything coming. And then. It doesn't come back on until seven in the morning. So my nine to seven is blocked out. I don't have anything coming to me. So yeah, yes. that reciprocity. So I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's key. No, I was just going to touch on the fact with the social media exchange. People now know I used to be online like a lot. Like yeah. on the scene with social media, meeting tons of people. I'm also in travel groups. So like that was a way for me to interact with people here in the U.S. and across the globe. But I literally, even for myself, I have multiple, unfortunately, multiple profiles on social media. <laughs> one may be a personal name and one is under my government name. But even on the personal side, the things that I was consuming on my feed, there was absolutely no way for me to just go in and really clean that up in yeah. a light. Yeah, economical yeah. manner. So I ended up just creating a completely different profile. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to be intentional about the people that I follow, the things that I comment on <laughs> and the stuff that I actually want to see on my feed. Yes. Give me a Tabitha Brown. Give me a, you know, like possibly a sermon or something every once in a while. Like it was, I have to feed my soul in different yes, ways. Yes. And so I also take social media breaks. I don't care care anymore i will just leave <laughs> and occasionally put something up on social media and let people know how i'm doing but i'm you know i just adopted the mindset like i'm going back to old school i care about relationships yes see me in person talk to me on the phone or via facetime that's how we're building a relationship if you're just watching what i do online you're not getting the full picture because right. i'm not on there i'm living life Right. And that's what I want. So the people who want to live life with me and meet up, leave their house. I know some people still have social anxiety because of the pandemic, but let's get together. Let's, you know, be in each other's house and break bread. Let's do all of the things that we used to do before all right. of this and stay off of these devices. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm at a crossroads right now, right? Because when I went down to FinCon, one of the mm -hmm. things that I wanted to do was be able to get better at doing podcasting one and try to build my YouTube. Okay. So as I was getting all the knowledge and gems on how to do it, all of it was basically telling me I need to be creating more content in order to have people come. So as I create this more content, I'm like, cool, I'm on this path. But then I was like, wait a minute. I am part of the problem now. All right. I do not <laughs> want people to stay on their phone just to consume my content. So then I was like, all right, well, how do I balance this? Because I want to grow. But at the same point in time, I do not want to be part of that algorithm problem that I don't like myself. Mm -hmm. So recently, I kind of just took kind of like a sporadic break by accident. Honestly, <laughs> my daughters are playing basketball. So that really just kind of broke me up out of my habits that I was doing. But now it gave me time to think, all right. How do I approach this now? You know, and that's a unique problem that I don't think anybody else is really addressing. Like, how do you really go about saying, all right, I have this business. Okay. Yeah. I want to help people make money. All right. But at the same time, I'm like, but don't watch me all the time. <laughs> so I think for depending upon your type of business, you have to define what works for you yeah. and what feels authentic to you. So I have never, like I said, I was on the scene a lot on social media, but honestly, it never felt off, like 100% authentic. I would rather be living in the moment and yeah, practicing yeah. gratitude in the moment. So for me, what I have been utilizing that has worked has been, I have a social media manager who helps me with some questions that people are considering or thinking about. Okay, I batch that content on a day when I feel good when I feel like I look good or I don't want to be in PJs or whatever, <laughs> I get dressed up and I go batch that content and then I'm done and I go right back to living. So for me, it's about I check in, you know, the DMs every couple of days. She also checks it for me, but I'm managing by having someone else be a little bit of a buffer. Now, yeah. if you can't have that or get an intern to help you, 
You got to do what feels good to you. I'm not a person who does a lot of lives yet, but I have realized, you know, I speak. I've been on Clubhouse a lot. I do pretty well when I'm speaking in front of people live. Yeah, It does generate more sales. So I do have to think about you are here to do revenue generation yep. and sell. <laughs> so you have to show up for your business. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I am challenging myself to show up and do lives or do podcasts like at least twice a month. Okay. And that doesn't feel overwhelming to me. I'm not on seven days a week. I'm not tied to my phone. I do. I am a little bit more creative these days with like shooting random videos really quick, but they're like very short bites of like 10 to 30 second clips. And then yeah. I put my phone down and I enjoy the people that I'm hanging out with or what I'm doing at the time. So I get just enough to be able to develop that short video content and then I'm gone, you know, yeah. like, and I send all this stuff over to the social media person and have her put it together or I'll put some videos together myself on my phone while I'm sitting there watching Netflix or something. And I will put it together on my own time and then drop it in a folder for her to like do the batch posting. But those are the things that are working for me. Um, but for my business, I know that I am someone's cup of tea when I'm like interacting with them live, yeah, like one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And so for my business model, I'm choosing to go back to hosting or being a part of other people's borrowing their audiences and being a part of their live events. Okay. I'm not stressing myself out trying to do these things by myself. I'm not stressing myself out trying to show up on social media three times a day. You get one post on all the channels, <laughs> <laughs> but it's consistent at this point. <laughs> I think, I think within the next three years that we're mm -hmm. going to have the switch over because right now people are just consuming, blah, 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 you know, just taking as much content as they can. But mm -hmm. I think at a point it's going to come to being that it is, uh, I can't think of the word, not authentic, but people are going to choose quality over quantity. All right. Because Absolutely. one of the things that I realized before doing this was that they just want you to have a whole bunch of videos. Okay. Mm hmm but what if it's all junk? Right. <laughs> it's not going to stand the test of time. So right now I'm emphasizing, just like you said, when I make content now, I'm making sure that it is actually a quality event. So two, three years down the road still looks good. One. Yep. And two, it's still a relevant message that's going to be able to be applied to whoever is consuming it. So that's what I want to do. Like I'm doing more shorts now because I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not stressed for time. But at the same point, I'm also trying to not make myself do 10 minute videos all the time. Right. <laughs> you exactly. Because I don't want to have to do that and sit there and do it and then break it down and all that. So shorts are my thing to do now. Mm -hmm. So I want to I want to move along to the mental yeah. aspect. All right. We talked mm -hmm. about the sun. We talked about the whole food aspect. Mental. You, you hit something about anxiety. I did a podcast before with a buddy of mine talking about the culture and anxiety and how we do not recognize anxiety as one of the biggest things that we encounter on a regular basis. Absolutely. Because we, we don't give it a negative view, but we just don't acknowledge it. I don't think, you know, we, we just like, it's just normal to be we're taught to push it down. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, <laughs> this is not normal for us to feel like that. So mm -hmm. at what point in time did you realize that anxiety is something, you know, stress alone? Like how, what point did you realize how to deal with these mental issues that we deal with on a regular basis and how did you address them? Um, so I think my journey has been a little bit different. I had some traumatic events occur as youth and in college, I found myself actually entering into therapy at that point. Mm. I have, I'm always an advocate for therapy. I think more of us as black and brown people need to sit on somebody's couch or see them virtually over the computer and have a third party that you can talk to and either get everything out that occurred during childhood or figure out how to cope with everything that life throws at you as an adult. And so... I was always, I grew up in a family like everyone's pretty successful on my mother's side of the family, um, as well as some people on my dad's side. And so like I was around other 
pretty much achievers. And there was always this kind of internal message about what our family legacy and everything was supposed to be. I was the kid who's raising my hand, you know, trying to get straight A's. I was incentivized to get A's. My grandparents paid me money to get A's. (laughs) But all of that stuff, like, took a toll. Mm -hmm. And I grew up and became this professional who's a high achiever and always looking for perfection. And Mm -hmm. so it wasn't until, honestly, again, pandemic has been shifting everything. I started really focusing on the intentionality of how I'm living my life, which a part of that also came with dropping the need for perfection. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Being a high achiever, wanting things to be, you know, the quality perfection, having the mindset of, you know, we may be in these white spaces when it comes to corporate government work or whatever. We have to work 10 times harder than they do (laughs) to earn you know, half, right. even, not even half, because right. the, the the wealth gap is much bigger for us. But we have to work so much harder to get the things that they are simply just afforded in life from just being. And so <laughs> all of that weighs on us, yes, whether we want to admit it or not. And it impacts us. Um, we're at our jobs the majority of the day. Like you're more, you're at your job more, more than you are at home, home. Yep. with your family. And so bringing that home as well impacts your life there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it impacts how you in, how you have me time or no me time. Like we've got to be able to find that balance. And for me, my mental health balance has come from getting uh, around people who have positive mindsets. <laughs> so again, I cannot tolerate being around people who are Debbie Downers, mm-hmm. negative Nancy's. I, I cannot <laughs> be around them at all. Like, I need you to be able to change your belief and, or change if you have a negative thought, because I still have them occasionally. But if you have a negative thought, you've got to be able to switch it into something positive, like right. a light switch. Right. And that takes right. practice. And so what you're consuming, television, books, mm-hmm. you know, radio. I stopped listening to the radio. All of that, I listened to curated lists on my Spotify playlist. Like I, neo soul, positive, happy stuff. Um, and I, as I mentioned, I keep a mindset coach or go to therapy. I may not be in therapy every single day of the year. It may, I may go see a therapist when there's like something a little bit more um, challenging happening yeah. in my life. But I make sure that I use either the tools of my employer or as a self-employed business owner now, I there's still opportunities for you to seek out a therapist or join groups with therapists so that you can make it more affordable. And so I make sure that I put a budget aside to invest in those things so okay. that I can stay happy, healthy and whole. <laughs> So, and that's how I deal with anxiety. I have to use all of the tools that these professionals have given me from, again, health, spiritual fitness, physical fitness, you know, all of these things combined help me reduce my anxiety. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm just like you on the aspect that I had to change things up as far as what I consume, because when I started this financial journey period, my mm-hmm. friends, nobody around me wanted to do training or even heard of, well, they heard of the stock market. But mm-hmm. as far as being a black person trading, wasn't around me, right? So I'm like, okay, where do I find this? I got to mm-hmm. look for it for in order to become it. So I had to cut my Twitter just like you had to do for mm-hmm. your Instagram. I had to cut it off, make a new one. And then I started from scratch and I wanted the algorithm to pick up people who were actually doing investing. So from there, that's when I started building. And then I started to build relationships within the city because there Mm -hmm. are people who are local and then I would meet with them. And then that's how I started getting a little bit more game on how to do that. Mm -hmm. But that came from that conscious decision to say, okay, cut it off. And I'm just like you with the negativity. I can't do it. It actually frustrates me because- Science has taught us <laughs> when you have a positive and a positive, it's positive. When you have yes. a negative and a negative, it's negative. But when you have exactly. a positive and a negative, it's negative. <laughs> right. It takes the energy away from the positive. You got to get away from that. So I, mm-hmm. I cut off everything that was negative. If anybody around me was negative, cut off. I couldn't do it anymore. Anything musically that was negative, I love hip hop. I'm a heavy hip hop fan. But I had to discontinue what I was listening to because everything was telling me they was going to kill me. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was going to take my girl. They have more money than me. That their life is way better than mine. I'm like, <laughs> why am I listening to this? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's helping me feel better about me. So I was like, cut it off. And I just went straight to Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson. That's all okay. I, <laughs> I did for the longest time. Oh, yeah. And Stevie is my guy. I love Stevie Wonder music. I put that on any point in time and be like, yeah, this is this is what it's supposed to feel like, you know? Right. Yeah. So I had to cut all of that stuff off in order to become the better version of myself. And it was those dark times that created the times that I'm in now that I'm appreciative of. Because I knew I didn't know at that time it was temporary. It felt like it was going to be a long time. But yeah. now that I'm out of it and I look back at it, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for those times. All and, right. and I feel like these small changes, anxiety is like a big issue for business owners, honestly. I think I it's probably it. anyone in, in, you know, if you've got a highly stressful job or you're in management or you own your own business, anxiety is going to be there yeah. just like the stress and it's going to creep up. But you've got to equip yourself with the right coping skills and mechanisms to be able to, you know, weather the storms. Right. I journal. I have I need to start producing my own journal. So maybe that will come next. But I write a lot. I have to get it out on paper. Mm -hmm. I, again, use these other tools that my therapists and mindset coaches have uh, tasked me to do. Without those things, I don't know. I think I'd probably be sitting just curled up in a ball somewhere, <laughs> um, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Like... Or, you know, taking somebody's pill, which is not something that I want to do. So, mm. like, I have just really strongly gravitated towards figuring out, again, holistic methods yes. to deal with these issues, to deal with my anxiety, or even sometimes actually go through the feelings. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just go through it in order to come out on the other side. So I take a look at what is happening at that time and either use those tools or decide to just be still and go through whatever it is that I'm feeling and allow myself the grace and the space to do that, whether it's for a week or two or whatever that may need to be. Right. But I'm able to do that a because I am my own boss. So I can take that time out if I need to to focus on my mental, spiritual and physical health. And I take that time out frequently. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm glad you understand how to deal with stress because the average person just really they they don't process it in a productive way. Like, yeah, I, I don't think they I don't what you don't know what you don't know. Right, and right. again, you know, if I didn't seek out this type of um these avenues or start, you know, I pray to God, hey, please expose me to some people who might be able to like impart some wisdom or share some light on other ways to deal with this stuff. My whole life has changed from, you know, speaking that into existence and manifesting. Yes, manifestation. Like, I truly, I call out and say the type of people or the topics or the things that I want to learn about. And it comes to me. And so I think, again, it's about your belief system and believing that you deserve it, number one, mm -hmm. but that you are capable of achieving the life of your choice. And so then you start thinking through, how do you plan this life that you want? How do you visualize it? My coaches have me write down, uh, visualize what your life looks like in the next month. I write, I always, every year, write a letter to myself the following year for where I want to be. Mm, that's, that's dope. I never instituted that before. Yeah, I write letters about, you know, how I want to feel in a relationship, how I want to feel with employees, with my company. I do all of these things visualizing what it feels like to be in that moment. And so when things pop up, if it doesn't feel good to me, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> We're born with this, right? I believe everyone has this innate ability to they understand do. energy. Like I yes. preach energy. This is what every human being is about. We are electric beings for this reason. We can go into mm -hmm. any room and you can not have a relationship with anybody in that room, but you yep. know when something ain't right. Exactly. <laughs> you you feel it deep in your gut. Oh women yeah. Have it a little bit stronger. I feel women <laughs> have it a little stronger than men, but you know. Probably do. <laughs> <laughs> if you get that sick feeling in your stomach, something ain't right. Something ain't right. You can look at any energy field period mm -hmm. you can be like something ain't right with those two people over there i'm gonna go over here exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. what we do 
All right, so yo, Sharice, it's been a dope conversation with you. I appreciate you being able to spend the time with me tonight. Thank you for being able to tap back out and say, yeah, let's have this conversation because <laughs> what we consume is who you become. You are what you eat. You are what you listen to. You are what you watch. All of these things you end up becoming because all the mannerisms that you see and you pick up, you subconsciously reenact them and this is something that people just don't pick up on this is real frequencies are real all of these things are real about people absolutely and you know not only what it is that you're consuming but also you know putting it into your body and how you're moving your body and putting energy out into the world those things absolutely matter there's tons of science behind it we've got to get moving we have to get from yes. behind computer screens we have to build relationships with people yes <laughs> we got to get back to being relational <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. more isolation we have to be in relationship with others relationships are currency it's how you grow your businesses how you grow as employees and how you grow as people <laughs> yes and on that note i'm going to say the same thing i say at the end of my youtubes drink your water all right Trust me, if people drank their water, the diseases that they experience will probably be pretty much eliminated because your blood is predominantly water and the way you get rid of waste is through your kidneys and through your liver. So it will filter it all out if you let your body do the work. So drink your water, all right? Exercise and then make sure you always spend time with people that you love because like we talked about, those relationships are vital to your health as well. So have that less stress. It will save your life, all right? So thank you, Sharice. I appreciate your no, time. No, thank you for having me. I enjoy this conversation as well. Thank <laughs> you. diseases, not working out, oh. not health decisions. Don't let your habits kill you, that's what they will do if you allow it. I made this podcast for you to be empowered. When we join together, we the best. As if we call it as I lead and help you see the steps. It help you redirect your energy to be your best. There ain't no need for doubt. Make no mistake that we are blessed in case you need to count them. Changed my lifestyle and went vegan, switched from pizza salad. No more negativity when I speak my people balance now. Your health is your wealth, your body is your bank account. Prioritize it ASAP. There's no need to wait it out. Disease is waiting to get you, make it hard to take you out. Taking care of yourself, you should know where you should rank it now. Uh, Exercise, make sure you get your rest and rise. Repeat and let your stress aside. You're doing this and take a bow. The road we build it, we teach our children to take the route. Just more than life the money. That's the curve we need to straighten out. Let's go. Stop, send some bars, stop, send some bars, stop, send some bars, stop.